Welcome back to the We Out Here podcast, episode 22. Can't believe it's been 22 episodes already. I think that was my basketball jersey in high school. Oh, well, then this got to be a good one. We got to do it for the old Carlo, old high school Carlo ball time out here. So, yeah. So episode 22 to the of the We Out Here podcast. Um, Conti. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. Carlo Brown. Carlo, how was your week? My week was interesting. It was up and down. I had triumphs. I had failures. And um, it all ended well, though. So I guess there we could call that a happy ending. Um, your boy just got done eating some delicious nachos prepared by himself, inspired by guacamole that I made last night. And yeah, yo, you could actually store guacamole for quite some time if you store it properly. And that's just by keeping the plastic directly on top of the guacamole. That way, no air hits it. It's just, it stays good for a little bit longer. But yeah, threw some guacamole, sour cream, cheddar cheese. It was delicious, Conti. Well, that's good, man. That's good. So, uh, speaking of delicious, uh, we have a big moment for the podcast. One of us, and it wasn't me, actually got his hands on the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. You fought through the fire. You got out there. And you had the sandwich. So, talk to me. How are we living with the Popeye's chicken, spicy chicken sandwich? What? Yeah, I got to keep it real like? with the people, man. You know, it's a really damn good sandwich. It's worth every single penny. It's not just the hype. I consulted with the inner black person in me. And I just had to do it one time, midday, on a Monday, for lunch. I went and picked up two sandwiches, spicy and mild brought it back to the office and it was real easy for me to grab i actually got it through the drive-thru after tax it came to like 8 40 something <clears throat> and i was like yo that is the greatest two sandwiches from any fast food location i've ever purchased from god damn i That's kid you, you not for that price yo bro they made that chicken sandwich with love it's popeye so they season the shit out of that that chicken man and they got this new buttermilk uh, breading on it that, uh, you know, I guess that's part of the marinade. And uh, it has a level of crunch to it. That's just oof. And it comes in the proper packaging. It comes in a foil that keeps the chicken sandwich nice and hot. And uh, it, the bun wasn't soggy. <clears throat> the bun wasn't soggy either. So it was delicious, man. It comes with a pickle. And the spicy one comes with a spicy version of the mayonnaise, and the mild one comes with a regular version. But it is really delicious. Um, if you like spicy, get spicy. If you were to ask me what I thought, which one was better, I'm definitely going with the spicy on this one. Normally, I like the mild chicken from Popeyes, but on this sandwich, man, with the mayo, the pickle, the seasoning, it's just. Like I said, man, she's like my aunt. I want to kiss that lady, the fucking that's, Popeyes lady. Yo, that's good to hear, man. It's good to hear. I got to get, that's got to be my mission between now and the next time that we re- record a podcast. Unless we record one tomorrow, it might be a little tight. But if we record, if we, if we have a few days between, I got to get that spicy chicken sandwich. Yo, something that you just reminded me. Yo, so for the people out there that don't know, I'm, I'm white. Uh, Every time I go to Popeye's and I order chicken, they automatically assume I want mild. Why they think I can't handle my spice, son? It's reverse racism, and I'm not having it anymore. It is partially reverse racism, (laughs) but like all stereotypes, they hold some level of truth to some degree. It's not for Um, me, though, man. I came there. I like spice. When it comes to chicken, I like your taste buds, but overall, you have pretty white taste buds. What does that even mean? It's exactly what it sounds like. Like you just like steak, potatoes, and some side of vegetable, if that. But like, like, we're not going too far away from that. Let's not deviate. You know, we don't like rice. We don't like fish. Who who says I don't like rice? I don't know. I'm just coming at you. That's what I'm saying. You just you just straight up lying and making up this like narrative about people. That's fucked up. Like this idiot. None of this is even true. Well, part of it is, I mean, I don't like fish, let's yeah, but I don't like fish. Yeah, not, not, what does all that right, mean? Let's, I mean, staying away from that, right? Like, yeah, you have red blooded American taste buds. That's not a knock. Says you know, who? Just, all right. 
of all the things that you want to try, would you consider yourself to be on the adventurous side when it comes to food? The only things I don't eat, I don't like seafood. That's okay. It. All right. So I don't, I don't know what. I'm not trying to judge you. I, I'm not trying to make you feel judged. I'm just saying in my presence, you know, you, you've been a little picky. There's a lot of shit that you don't fuck with. And what you typically want nine times out of <laughs> 10 is some form of steak or chicken and side of potatoes and I side mean, of vegetables. We're acting like we ain't been to the halal spot together and ate in there. We're acting like I didn't eat none of the lamb when we went to Fogo to Chow. Like, I don't, I don't know where this is coming from. This is just some wild, wild well, no, lamb in, in made count. up shit. It's this not is some made wild up made up shit. All right, all right. I it's, apologize. If it's, it's made up, this is wild. the people, the people, I'm talking to you all. I apologize in front of you all to my dear friend, Conti, because I had him wrong. I don't, you know, I just, I'm only remembering <laughs> things that I'm choosing to remember. Now that he has refreshed my memory on some things, I have seen him eat more food than I have seen other people. I was comparing himself to me more so, and that's not fair to him because I really am an adventurous eater. There's not much that I won't not I won't try. I can't lie. I did watch my brother try frog legs, though. I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I dissected that frog. Yeah, see, I feel you. I'm not on. Yeah, okay, fine. You can also count me for no small rodents or fucking (laughs) or amphibians, right? Yeah, and if you want to count that as a picky eater because I won't eat frogs or fucking fried lizard or squirrel, then sure, man, I guess. Count me down for not being adventurous. That's not it, man. That's not it. That's good I do. I gotta say though, I do really like my friends because we all really do have a great time when we go out to eat. I think that's a really good experience when it's uh, you could go to a restaurant. Like for example, when we were at Fogo to Chat, we were definitely wild and we acted like we owned that place. We did own that place. We kind of did. <laughs> well, even when we were at uh, when we were at Azatar. The, um, that spot or a- just anywhere else that we've eaten, the million and one places we've eaten. I feel like every dinner has been good. There's never been any issues over dinner. Everybody enjoys themselves. Like, it's just perfect. It's just perfect conversation, laugh, drinking. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. We have a good time, man. We have a good, just because we ain't, none of us are squares, you know? Like, none yeah. of us, like, none of us all, suck. Yeah. We all, we all have a good time. And yeah. even if someone, and you know what it is, we don't, even if one of us is having a negative time, like even if we're doing something that the other one doesn't particularly enjoy, we don't bring down the group unit. You know what I mean? Like we, like, it's all good. Like we'll go do anything. And then even if someone is just like, this is not exactly my cup of tea, like everyone's still having a good time. Cause we don't bring down the energy, you know? Right. So we have right. a good time. Uh-huh. We have a good time. Speaking you know, of the energies and bad yeah. times, I'm happy that you had a great experience at Popeye's because a man got stabbed to death over the Popeye's chicken <laughs> sandwich. So I want the people to be out there and be careful. This happened in Oxen Hill in in um in Maryland. And so allegedly, so basically a 28-year-old man died after he was stabbed multiple times in the parking lot of the Popeye's resting, uh, restaurant on Livingston Road in Oxton Hill Plaza. So, basically, <laughs> so this is the exact thing that the spokeswoman for the police department said. We have been able to determine that the, pol- uh, we have been, oh, we have been able to determine that preliminarily, this is related to the release of the sandwich here at this restaurant. This individual, <laughs> This this individual was in line, aligned specifically for the sale of the sandwich, when another customer and he got into an altercation. That ended with the victim being stabbed outside of the business. So, basically, what happened was, uh, allegedly, this guy cut in front of, um, what was like, cutting the line, and then a guy just wasn't having it. And he said some words to him. 
And then those words turned into them going outside. And then one guy got stabbed up and he's now he's no longer here, which is just crazy. So that's crazy. Uh, And you can actually find it later. Uh, Basically, you can actually find it. Um, So the man suspected. So basically, the man was there that stabbed the dude was there with a woman and two children. And they ran and fleed after he stabbed him. Um, and basically the confrontation was only 15 seconds long. So the guy was in line. And from the second he said something to the guy. Till when they got outside and he stabbed him was only 15 seconds. <laughs> I'm so sorry like, for laughing. But that is funny to me. That's wild. So like. Yeah, that's, so like, that's what, it's crazy. I'm going to make some more jokes. But like. Yo, this is why you can't be coming at people hot. Like in the real world, like just out there, because you have no idea which crazy dude in line will just stab you to death in 15 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy probably argued with him and was like, yeah, fuck you too, dude. And then 15 seconds later is stabbed to death. So ain't no sandwich or nothing else worth fucking getting stabbed and dying over. But that's crazy, man. Like you waited in line all this time. Yo, so. This guy that stabbed him didn't even get the sandwich, man. So you're going to go to jail and you don't even know what it's like. Like, you don't even know. Damn. So here's the question. Do you think mm-hmm. that he went to a different Popeye's after to get it? I hope so. <laughs> Damn. Because, I mean, he's going to jail. I'm looking at his picture right here. That's a clear oh, ass exactly. picture of this man's he might face. As well get his, he might as well get his sandwich before to face his music but yo it's like what you were saying though man you know it really is a crazy world we live and it's really easy to get caught up in those energies it really is you just have to really rise above that shit you have to find it within to be the bigger person yeah I mean, you definitely just can't let that shit go. Like, you you got to Yo, let things bro, go, man. My man died over a sandwich. Like, let's call it what it is. Well, he died man, over he was, arguing uh, with a guy cutting in line while he was waiting no, for a sandwich. He couldn't wait any longer. He heard the sandwich was back. He's trying to skip the line, which is crazy to me because, honestly, let's face it. Popeye's really did create quite the buzz for this sandwich. I had to go get that sandwich, though. I never tried it. It was, yeah, I tried it. Honestly, that's it. <laughs> you know, that sandwich might be worth dying for. Yeah, so I mean, that better so be a good you, ass sandwich. Son, you're gonna taste that sandwich. You're gonna be like, damn, son. At least, at least it was over this sandwich. You know but he saying? didn't. Man's didn't even get it either. Yo, it's just at least he tried. You know, there's nothing good you could come at. There's nothing good that comes out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't make too many jokes about this. This is some horrible Mm -hmm. shit, but a man did get stabbed. So let's go to something that we can make fun of. Let's (laughs) talk about. A man did get stabbed. Yeah, man man got stabbed over a chicken sandwich. That shit's wild. Don't go to Maryland. No one should live in Maryland. Maryland is a wild place. Move out of Maryland. Go somewhere else. Watch the wire, though. Yeah, yeah. Watch the wire and know exactly why you shouldn't live in Maryland. So, <laughs> so, oh, so, okay. So this, I feel like this could damn near be a weekly, uh, a weekly segment in the, in the podcast. But this week in Drake doing some sus shit, uh, <laughs> the man bought himself a diamond heart shaped ring. So I'm going to read this for you. So Drake had a third, just had his birthday turned 33. And this man decided, Aubrey Graham, I got to call him Aubrey for this one. Aubrey Graham decided that he needed to purchase a 22-carat heart-shaped diamond ring for a birthday present to himself that costs six hundred dollars to $800,000. Now, let me, for people who haven't seen this, and I'll put it on the, I'll, I'm going to put this up on the Instagram and show, uh, show you the, what it looks like. This is not a man's ring. It's a big ass heart. This ain't like this ain't a man's ring. This is a giant heart in a platinum setting. You don't. You can't wear this. 
right? Unless it's <laughs> unless you got a cane with a giant crystal on the top, you wearing a green crush velvet suit, and you out there taking care of your ladies, b- driving around somewhere. I don't know how you wear this big ass heart on your hand. That's the only way you could do it. If you are in 100% pimp gear and you need to have a pimp cup and a pimp cane to pull off a giant heart ring. I honestly, this frustrates me on so many levels because I feel Drake for buying himself a present for his birthday. Because when you ball and you can do shit like that, and that's just dope. But when you hear that it's a giant heart shaped ring, it's like, dog, like, what do you, what does that really mean? I need answers. I need you to tell me what's the statement with this ring. I love myself. Is that, I don't know. Yo, Conti, like, bro, if I came out and told you, that I'm buying a giant heart ring for almost 800 grand, bro. If you told me you were buying a heart-shaped ring for 800 grand, I'd be like, dog, let's get you one. Let's get you anything else for 50 grand. And <laughs> if you're going to waste this money, let's get you anything else for 50 grand. And you give that 700,000 to me and let's go party, son. Let's do something a lot better for $700,000. You want a cool ring? I'm trying to say, bro. That's fine, son, but... Nah, but honestly, I just can't put my finger on Drake. I can't put my finger on a lot of these celebrity dudes, man. Like, you know, a lot of the stories that I hear, I've been listening to a few podcasts, podcasts, shouts to uh, Nick Young. Uh, He was on a podcast. I can't remember the name of it, but long story short, a lot of the things that I hear, like how guys fight over girls, like. Yo, don't talk to that girl over there. That's mine. Meanwhile, you talk to like six other girls. Everyone knows. And he's just looking at you like, no, yo, you can't be wifing everyone around here. And then they start swinging on each other. Dude, what about what about how uh, Malik Beasley got into a fight with the guy with an ex Broncos player in the lobby of a hotel over some chick over an Instagram model, Montana Yao. First of all, you look at this girl. I mean, this is the same girl, right? Like, this the carbon copy. This is like the I have 25 grand boost me up kit, right? Where right. all you got to do is just be a little skinny. You just got to be like average skinny. And then you just go to the doctor and they go, oh, we got you. The surgery. Ooh, the- wow. That was, I, that was too strong for people. I was going too hard. People listen to that out here. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I just don't know. I'm I'm just I'm not for putting governments out there, but it is what it is. So I was actually uh, trying to say KS, but I was like, no one would understand that. So I, I know, but that. no one will understand it the other way. Either and it's way. just a government now. So, and anyways, bleep, now just bleep that. Shit I know out. that's a pain in the yeah. ass, though. Now I gotta go back and fucking bleep this shit out. That's anyway. Yeah, let's just. I might just cut it. Though. I might just yeah. cut that little section. And now everyone heard this for no reason. So anyway, so she got that build a bear, fucking straight up, go in there and get the Kim Kardashian surgery shit, and you fighting over this girl. Like, that's the one thing I don't get. It's like, what is like, like. Like, yo, bro, it's like, how could you get? What are you upset about? I mean, clearly this girl's on a mission, right? Let's call it what it is. She's out here. That's her game. And she wants to be hanging with athletes, singers, and any type of celebrity for that matter. You know, she's looking to gain that clout. She's looking to gain that validation. But when you two fight over her, what are you fighting over? It's just pride and ego, bro. And that shit could come in in so many things, you know? You just got to really just within yourself. That shit comes from within. You just got to really try to tone that shit down as much as you can. Because the only reason they would be fighting over that girl, right, is some beef between them, them trying to outdo one another. You feel what I'm saying? Because she ain't none of these dudes are trying to wife this girl. And if they are trying to wife this girl, feel what I'm saying? They're making a huge mistake. I mean, he's got a kid with this girl. Who got so, a kid with this girl? Uh, 
Malik Beasley. He's got is a kid he with this girl. All right. Is he still with her? Yes. Why is my phone going off so much? Is that you? I sent one thing yeah, yeah. to you. No, 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 no. That's every, it's a mix of things. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if he has a kid with her, is he still with her? Yes. Oh, well then, I mean, now that's a valid beef. You feel what I'm saying? If that's his girl, his baby mom, so to speak. But then I got to ask you a question. Do you fight the man or do you just leave your woman at that point? Well, so who knows what, who knows what the fight was for, right? Maybe, maybe this guy is just wild. Like, yo, hypothetically, imagine you're married. Like you're married. You love your wife. You've been together, uh-huh. building a life together. You have kids together, everything. You come home one day, you find her in bed with another man. What would you do? That's a tough question, dude. Now I'm just uh, asking. Yeah. I, I, I like to think that I would leave and just be like, that's some wild shit. But what I really think would happen was I just start wilding out on that guy. What am I going to do? Beat her up, right? I got to beat somebody up. Now Now, now we just hit a beef, right? Like, I now, honestly I think I would have to take a picture. Oh, no, no, no. That, you know what? That's the move. I'd pull out my phone and be and like, just take a picture this whole, this, and then this, walk the fuck and, out. And just, yeah, I'd just be like, this whole right here. And then, Look yo, at when this I walk shit, the, the whole fuck world, out, I yeah. don't know what happens next. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, I'm not the guy waiting in line at Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just a joke. I don't think I'd be that upset. I think I'd use it more so. Like, I think about the ones that get blindsided. You would have had no thought. You would have never, you would have put it past your wife. Like, it's like, nah, she wouldn't do that to me. Believe in that. And that's what you should. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing because that's what you should believe. And then you just come home and imagine seeing that, right? Yeah. And then it's like, what would you do? Um, It's just like, it's such a crazy feeling. So it's like, imagine if Malik, whatever, found out that these two were having an affair together. Who knows uh, what through his mind? Do you get what I I'm saying? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy world. Who knows? But either way, they was fighting in the lobby of a fucking apartment building, son. Just two big-ass dudes, a fucking cornerback and a fucking NBA player just fighting in the middle of a fucking hotel lobby. It's pretty, it's, it was some wild shit. Yo, you know what's another wild question, right? Because it's crazy times that we live in. Imagine yeah. if those two were in a relationship. Is that domestic violence at that point? Two giant dudes fighting. Yeah, I, I, I was mean, hearing this conversation. Yeah, yeah it technically it would be, right? So what happens in that situation? I mean, the same thing that happens like Domestic violence just means that you, uh, it's means that it's violence by two people that are, because it can be, because domestic violence can also count as like family. Like if you're cohabitating, um, like, so it doesn't matter. It's just a term for the way that they describe the violence as either. Yes. It anyways. Yes. It would be domestic violence. Right. it definitely would. It's just how would it be like? How do they? Ha- I wonder how the police would handle. It. They handle it the same way. They say how? one of you gotta leave. That's what it. That's really? what they do for regular domestic violence. No, 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 no. I've seen a lot more done than that. Well, it depends on what it is. If it's two people that fuck each other up, someone's going to jail, right? I mean, I mean, think about it. Imagine thing. two what if, dudes get into a fight, right? Yeah, yeah. Did they get into a if, fight? When we lived in an apartment, other, when we lived yeah. in the apartment, and if we got into a big ass fight, that the neighbors had to call the cops. Like one of us is going to jail. You're not just allowed to beat the shit out of each other in your living room. Like <laughs> you get, like you know what I mean. Like it doesn't matter. Like that part, it's classified as domestic violence if the two people are in a relationship. But like, it's not. It's not a uh, like. You can't just be fighting people if it's not a domestic violence either. So, like, someone's going to jail. Nah, yeah, 100%. Well, I didn't know that, that last part, because I really thought that, um, to some degree, you especially think you just depending have a fight on, club in your crib, well, be like, yo, let's fucking fight up in the basement, B. No, no, like, no. Let's go, son. As I was going to say, it depends on what you said to the cops. Like, it depends on what the situation was. Yeah, but they're going to come you know inside. And then if someone's all fucked up, they're going to be and like, if you ah, let them, you nah, they can't just come inside, bro. They can't. 
So if they there's have. threats of so if there's threats of violence and they think someone is in distress and then they know two people are in the house and then you go and they call from outside of the house like someone else calls and says like yo there's a fight going on in there and then I come to the crib and you got bloody hands. Well, yeah, in that specific I'm coming scenario, in, right? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, it doesn't right. matter if I don't see the other but, person. No, nah, sometimes for noise complaints. So, so for example, when I lived in an apartment, right, and this wasn't even a fight, I was literally telling a story to our good friend Ace actually, and I was really hyped. Like I was yelling, <laughs> I was uh-huh. yelling, just hyped in the story. The cops came. They didn't come in. Uh, Ace was yeah, right there. That's a Ace noise complaint. Me. Well, I don't know if it was a noise complaint. I think someone probably thought I was yelling it like that, that, that. That's what he said. He was like, "No, someone said that there was like an argument, a disturbance." So I was like, "Oh no, nah, we weren't arguing." And I was like, "Right, Ace." And he was like, "No, he was just telling me a story, but he was yelling aggressively because he was just hyping himself up." Yeah, I was yelling like I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> what? What? Now that I think about that, that that, that shit was actually like kind of fucked up but yeah anyway but like if you think about it like that's because ace came to the door was like nah we good that's what but i was like, saying it depends on like, what, you, like what you say if, to the, if the neighbor called yeah if the neighbor called they i mean did. they they're allowed to know i'm nigga. saying that if the neighbor called and then only you come to the door and they're like and you and you add a breath and they're like <laughs> what were you doing you're like i was watching cops they're going to be like, yo, we're going to need to come inside, son. <laughs> you know, like it's up to them. They have to determine, like they, <laughs> they have to determine, you know, like what, like uh, what the scenario is. You know, they get to, they get a lot of, I mean, that's what the gray area of their interpretation is supposed to be for. Because of the law, right? They yeah, have they're so supposed much power to, within that. Yeah, because they're supposed to. It's such to, a vague concept. Yeah. Yeah, because if. What if you did beat the shit out of Ace and he was no, just absolutely, upstairs yeah. and then they come to the door and they're like, everything's good. And you're like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, <laughs> well, who else is here? You're like, nobody. They're like, why is hey, it two cars here. in the driveway? I don't know. <laughs> I got you're two like, cars. Man. Yo, we're going to need to come inside. The and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, so like it really just depends. But at the end of the day, yes, that would be domestic violence. You can't beat up your boyfriend if you're a dude just because he happens to be a dude. They still okay, go classify so any gay listeners violence. out there. You can't duke it out. Settle it with your words. I mean, you adults. can just, you know. Well, you, you see, could go to now, shit. You could when go it to comes to fighting, violence. right? Yeah. Fighting is a human impulse. Uh-huh. Children do it. Children have to be taught. We don't hit. Yep. Right. As a human being, sometimes you want to just express your frustration and punch someone or something. Now, in a civilized society that we live in, we are taught to control our impulses. And for the most part, most of us do. Now, there's some people out there that have anger management issues. And there's so many levels when you classify something like that, because technically everyone has anger issues because we all get upset. Sometimes we all blow our lid. But I think as an adult, we have to remember that if we do get into physical altercations, we face potential charges of assault. And the more successful you become, the more dangerous that charge can be to you, because that could also follow a civil lawsuit, which could also break your back. So, Kati, all that I'm saying out there. I'm like, this was a lot for some sort of wind up of a question, which this must be a crazy question for this big lead up. So what do you, where, where where are we going with this? What is this? Cause like you did, there's a lot of prefacing for a question. So go ahead. With that being said, with all those factors, Uh uh-huh. Do you think it was as simple as Malik Monk? Was it Malik Monk? No, that's an NBA player. Malik, whatever the fuck found out that, this dude was banging his wife, right? It was Malik Beasley, but yeah. Do you think that it was just as simple as he found that out and he couldn't fight the urge that you feel since you were a child to just beat the shit out of this dude because, yo, he's probably actually good to his wife. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, you don't even know who knows what it could have been. The guy could have tried to hit on his wife and not left him alone and then like said some shit about him to her you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. who knows it doesn't mean like just because like 
the rumors you hear is like, oh, the rumors go on like, oh, it was over. It was an argument over his girl. But like that doesn't mean that his girl was just out there letting letting this retired NFL player clap cheeks. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have. Like, that's your girl. That's my girl, exactly. man. Look at these folks. Like, he could have been. Yeah, like he could have just been in her DMs, and then she's like, "Nah, I'm good." And then he like switches to Twitter and is like, "Nah, fuck your husband." Like, da 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 weak ass bitch. And then she goes like, "Yo, this dude won't leave me alone." And then you go like, "Yo, dog, leave my girl alone." And then he goes like, "Or what?" And now we've escalated, and this is a this is over a girl, but now it's more over you just straight up disrespected me to my face via my girl. You know what I'm saying? So like that doesn't mean I like, am proud to say that as a cheating. man I've never fought over. Have you ever fought over a girl, Conti? Have I ever gotten to in a, a physical altercation? No. Verbal altercation, anything yes. over a girl. You yes. have. So, I have never but I was the one that was well. Yeah. Maybe I was in the wrong. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I might have been on the opposite side of some bad decisions in college, where somebody was upset that a girl was hanging out with me and not with them. And now okay. I don't know what that guy's understanding of the situation of was, but the story I was told on these two separate occasions was that there was nothing but the way the man the, in both of these situations the man reacted it did not seem like he got the message that there was nothing going on there so i've been on the opposite side where i've been like yeah I, whatever like and argued with somebody but that was back in college when just wild shit was happening all the time you know but i've you never know, gotten crazy, into a fight, fight been, about it my bad I've been thinking about college days lately and uh you know now that I just jump back on the modern warfare shouts to Call of Duty. Yep. Um it just reminded me uh you know some of the stuff that we used to be on and yo honestly bro like you remember the sweat box of Skaterama? No, I never went to Skaterama once. I don't blame you, bro. Son, you remember that time you came to fucking Coble Skill and we went into that fucking sweat box that they had on campus, bro? You probably don't even remember that. I mean, I've been in some sweaty places in college, but I can't <laughs> yeah. put together exactly which sweat box was in Coble Skill versus I'll which sweat box was in other that, places. Bro, we were in there for a total of maybe six minutes, if that. I think. Okay, now hold three. on. Let me piece this together. My brain is coming back with a memory of being in some sort of really weird parking lot, a dark parking lot. And then we had to like go into this building and go up a way big set of stairs. And then when we got up there, it was a packed party and it was a sweat box. Is that what I'm <laughs> No, nah, that was off okay. campus, but you remember yeah, what happened in that parking lot? I remember. Was <laughs> Yo, that was on son. campus. When you said it was on campus. Now I remember the other we one. Yeah. Sweat box. Yo, yeah, yeah, son, yeah. You remember yeah. when the fucking dude came up to us and he had a pocket full of fucking weed. No, like, that part I don't no, remember. Nah, you were there, bro. No, like, I'm not saying I wasn't weird. there. I'm just saying I don't you know, remember he just that came, part. He was like, yo, I just, I forgot what he said to us, bro, but <laughs> he opened his coat and it was so much weed inside of his coat. <laughs> and you were looking at me like, dog, what the fuck? Like, ah, oh, man, I wish I had more. De it was so long ago. I wish I could have given more detail on the story for the people as well as to you to help refresh your memory. But yo, bro. Some of the shit that we've been through just in general has been crazy. And that's where I was going with it when I was saying that. Just thinking about the times that we had and just some of the shit that we used to do and beyond. Like, you remember Lindsay from the East Side? You got to remember Lindsay from the East Side. Bro. Lindsay's of the East Side was fucking hilarious. So I'll put people on to the beginning part of Lindsay from the East Side. <laughs> and then you can close it out if I miss anything. But Lindsay from the East Side was a great, that was just a great story. So this is early when I'm first meeting and interacting with Carlo Brown, right? This is, this is, this is very early. So whatever the situation was, Carlo Brown needed to go get some weed and any, any man we would, and every person that we had communications with was just out or unavailable or given some sort of strange answer. So this is when I learned about the technique that I learned from young Carlo. And that was, you just go to the gas station and wait till you see somebody go in line and buy Dutchess. Because if they go in there and buy Dutchess, what do you think they're doing that for? 
So Carlo goes and just waits for this girl to go into the fucking fast track on Genesee Street. And she goes and she cops, cops Duchess and he comes up and is like, Ayo, you know, if you don't mind me asking, like, you know, I'm, I'm looking to buy some weed if you know somebody, blah, blah, blah. She was like, yeah, that's where I'm going right now. She's like, yo, I got you. I'll hit up my boy. So we go to the we go we go to the projects. <laughs> we go to one of the projects in Utica, right? And yo, she describe goes, this woman for the people. I only remember that she was white. I have no. If you were like, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars to pick her out of a lineup. I, I couldn't do it. I, I, you can. I don't. If you remember her more, I just remember her being a, a younger white girl. That's all I remember. Yeah, definitely, man. But she was. Uh, you know, she was. I don't. I don't remember what she looked like specifically, but she was white. She definitely had red hair, and uh, I just remember just referencing that just together. I was like, "Yo, this redheaded bitch really." Anyway, just continue, bro. Okay, okay. So we're sitting there, and then she goes and he gives her money, and she's like, "All right, I'm gonna go see my boy." So she goes into the project. She comes back out, and he was like, "Yo, what's your name?" Like, now that I got your number, whatever, I'll save your number. Like whatever he just you know carlos being a nice guy or whatever maybe he might have to hit her back up and she just comes and gives him dap and she's just like uh she's just like i was like what's your name again oh wait yeah he was like Lindsay from the east side all day (laughs) i don't remember what the fuck she said bro. she says it's Lindsay from the eat from the east side all day and then just gives you dap she cut herself off but that girl was regularly dropping and and the n word in casual conversation, but paused herself because it was about to come out, and she just paused herself. And I'll never forget that moment. She was like Lindsay all day from the east side, and, it, and then gave that, and then was like I'm out, and then got out of there. And I was just like, Yo, he just <laughs> did you just she exactly? Just, yeah, I was like, just like, what? Was, yeah, if you were there, it was it was definitely a lot. And for people who don't know, and for people who know, for people in the area, this was at, this was at the projects or those houses right by the Burger King when you coming off Genesee Street going towards Deerfield. For that, that's for the Utica OGs, the people that know. Uh, I'm going to go Google Maps that shit right, right now. Utica, there was the Bread Roof Inn. You come down here. Oh shit! It looked like is it, is it even there anymore? I don't even know if Probably it's there. Probably not, man. They changed a lot of stuff over there, from what I heard. Oh no, it's still there. At least it was there in 2018 when this picture was taken. But yeah, across go. the street from yeah Humphrey Gardens, the Humphrey Gardens Municipal Housing Units, across the street from the Rite Aid and the Burger King by the Big Lots off of Herkimer Road, son. So that's where it was. We was out there at that at the projects there, at those municipal housing homes. And uh that's where it happened. That's where we met Lindsay from the east side. But and that's man, yo, yeah. we were just that's what I'm trying to say. Like we just used to just end up in situations. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that as an adult now. Like none of that shit would be <laughs> happening. But it's like, yo, you're young and you just out here. I think about how you came to the Turning Stone that one night with no issues. It was just Conti all called, yo, <laughs> you gotta come get us. That was early <laughs> in me meeting you too. I barely knew you I there know. too. I that know. Was, that was a wild day. Yeah. So basically, I'll, I'll, no, I'll tell no, this. No, 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 no. Let's not get too in depth with that. No, that I'm, I'm, come on, right. man. I'm the one. I'm not the one dropping government in here. I know yeah, how to tell the good yeah, parts yeah, of yeah, the yeah. story without any of the other parts of the story. Basically, what happened was I was feeling like shit. And so there were some people that we knew that were having a get together at the Turning Stone Resort and Casino. In whatever town between Utica and Syracuse the fuck it is. I don't know exactly what the town they call it is, is but basically it's not Utica and it's not um and it's not Syracuse. It's in between. So, anyways, we were it, this was at the Turning Stone Resort and Casino. Oh, and it's in Verona, New York. So there you go. I just looked it up. So we're going there. So now the invitation was open, but I had a very bad migraine. So I was out. I was just sleeping. No, I was not involved. So I'm sleeping. So Carlo Brown and some other people go out there 
and they go to Turning Stone Resort Casino. Now, they're having a good time, a good, great old time. I get a phone call, has to be three in the morning. Has to be three in the morning. And it's Carlo Brown. And Carlo goes, yo, I need you to come get me. I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> now. <laughs> it wasn't three in the morning, people. It, it, it was, was pretty serious, like 1231 o'clock. It felt like three in the morning. So I was asleep for sure. Whatever time it was, I was asleep. And it was 100% snowing. We can agree that it was late. And we can agree that it was snowing. Now, it was sometime between midnight and 3 a.m. I say closer to 3. He says closer to midnight. Somewhere in that time. It was dark and it was snowing. So I was like, yo, is this for real? Because it's like a fucking 30, 40 minute drive. You know, like it's, it's. You know, so I was like, Are, is this for real? And he was like, yep. Yep, I need, I need you to come get me. I got to get the fuck out of here. So I get up and I, I drive out there and go get him. And that was it. He just had to escape the turning stone. We'll just leave it at that. But he had to get out of there. No crimes were committed, nothing like that. But he just went out there and then was not feeling it anymore and just needed to not be at the turning stone anymore. So I drove through the fucking snowstorm with my migraine for 30 minutes to get to the turning stone and then took and then drove back and picked you up. See that guy's Conti's a real good friend. Try to <laughs> I always try to, you know, create some type of environment where we can express our gratitude and just show our memories and appreciate all the times that Conti has wrote <clears throat> pause. How many times Conti has been willing to ride for his woes. <laughs> I gotta say pause again. Yeah. <laughs> but um oh yeah, really, man. It's just been it's been a lot of fun over the years. And um as the years progress, we slow down a little bit, but sometimes we live vicariously through others. Like, you know, my brother's out here. Seems like he's doing really good and having a fun time. And you know, even in, when we come up with maybe some of our wild stories here and there. It's just really all about just learning from the experiences and trying not to repeat our mistakes. Wouldn't you agree, Conti? That's it. That's all you can do, man. You can't not. You can't. You just. You just don't want to make more mistakes. That's all. Well, you're always gonna make mistakes. Just try not to make the same ones. That's it. That's all you could do. That's facts. That's all you could do. So, uh, yeah. Let's see here. So, I got one more thing I want to talk about. And it's pretty, it's pretty fucking wild. So there was this, I saw this post on Reddit and it was about a bride that basically stole. So the title of it was bride steals 30,000 of wedding donations and then asks for more. So I'm going to read this here and I'll put this up on the Instagram too. Uh, W O H podcast on Instagram. Follow us so you can keep up. But so here we go. Okay. So she writes this post on Facebook. She says, hi, invitees to the blank, blank, blank wedding, right? All the, all the government names are blocked out. She says, after much reflection and tear-filled conversation with our closest family members, we have decided to cancel our upcoming winter wedding. We will further notify this group when we were in a better place to reschedule. We thank every one of you for your generous early donations to our money fund. Can you believe we raised over $30,000? Unbelievable. Don't worry. The money you've donated will not be spent in vain, but rather towards a honeymoon in the coming months. After we gain financial regain financial stability and hold calm in our hearts, after a honeymoon, we will announce a new wedding date and reopen our money fund for any further gifts. Weddings are expensive, exclamation point. We are blessed to have generous family members who gave these large donations. It will help offset honeymoon costs and to scale to an even better future wedding. We really couldn't have made it this far without you. Please stay tuned. In the meantime, I'll be updating our gift fund registry on Amazon. If anyone would like to gift us something to take on a honeymoon, if you have any ideas of where we can go, please PM me or Edward. As mentioned, we will keep you updated when we are reopening our money fund and have a new wedding date in the works. Don't be too sad. 
the new wedding is going to be a hit. Love, Pam. Okay. Yo, so how do you have a honeymoon? With- well, okay. So here's the problem. And this is one of the first ones. First of all, this is stealing, right? You stealing from everybody. Because she calls it a money fund and she calls it donations. But what you're asking for is you're asking for people to donate money to help you throw your wedding, your dream wedding. What, what that means is that you're basically saying, as opposed to getting me gifts up front or after, right? I, we'd like to have a great wedding with the, with the family and have everybody get together. So if you could donate to our wedding. So these people are donating in the, with the idea that it will be a, a, a family event in which everyone will get together. So even though all the people are celebrating for your wedding, like it's a, it, when you, when you make it as donate to me, you're saying like, we want to make this a big event for everybody. So they're donating to not just your wedding, but the thought that they will be involved in wherever this money goes. Cause they're going to be there. Right. So the fucking balls on this woman to say just some of the wild shit here. Like, can you believe we raise over $30,000? Unbelievable. And then she goes, don't worry. The money you've donated will not be spent in vain, but rather used towards a honeymoon. Like, no, it will be used in vain. You're going to use that shit for a honeymoon and not to actually for a party that we're all going to go to. And then number two, she says, after we regain financial stability. If you are so financially unstable that you can't afford to have a wedding, you can't afford to spend 30000 on a honeymoon. Like, and then you're, and then you have the balls to say, we'll let y'all know. When we're going to reopen our money fund for further gifts because weddings are expensive. I saw a comment on Reddit that was hilarious. The guy was like, oh, you'll let us know when the wedding, when the, when the registry is open. Thank God. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to donate again. Like, what are you talking about? Who thinks that? And then, and then she goes, oh, we're going to scale to an even big, better future wedding. Like, and then even more psychosis in this to say. I'll update our gift fund registry. So now I took your money. Go check out my Amazon gift fund registry so you can buy something for us to take on this honeymoon. By the way, this honeymoon that we decided to have with your money that was supposed to be for a wedding, we don't know where we're going to go yet. So please, if you have any ideas, PM me or, or Edward. And then she's like, don't worry, because we'll let you know when the money phone fund reopens and we have a new wedding date. Like, this is insanity. So, number one, this guy, this guy, Edward, is either a, a, a huge piece of shit like his future wife is, or if this was going to be your wife and this was her idea to do this, fucking run run right now leave run let her keep the 30,000 and get the fuck out of there and never ever ever speak to her again Yo, what I can't type of help crazy shit is this right that's now that's what I'm dude. saying I can't like, help but picture some really rich people you know she's probably <clears throat> very well to do comes from a rich family and uh, has rich family and friends and you know this is just her type of reality but the it's weird that she's raising it as like donations and stuff, like because that's what that's the only thing that doesn't make it sound like rich people shit to me. But that's but because so it's not K, so it's how many not, people? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think so. There's some more co- there's some more screenshots of the comments on Facebook. Like the family member of family a member of the groom wrote, "Is this a fucking joke?" After raking in thirty k, you decide to be greedy and use it all for yourselves. Then it says, "Bride's friend." Uh, in all seriousness, is the wedding really canceled? I've already gotten time off for December 1st, which is less than a month away. Then another bride's friend says, all right, step the fuck back. What? And then the bride writes all, please calm down. You're making me feel very attacked and ganged up on you chose. to. (laughs) So here goes this even crazy. You chose to donate to me. If I want to use the money, who cares how I told you the wedding is going to be rescheduled, not canceled. So I just think it, this is not her a rich spoiled person. This is, is an entitled person who Absolutely. thinks that 
she deserves this money. And the reason why I say that that the entitlement from this woman is fucking insane is that she wrote down, she legitimately wrote with her hands, but she thought it with her brain and then typed it out with her hands <laughs> that, hey, guys, don't worry. I'm go- I updated our gift registry so you can buy me shit to take mm-hmm. on my honeymoon. And then I'll let y'all know when you can start donating again to my wedding <laughs> that we haven't decided what the schedule was. That we're canceling less than a month before it happens because we're going to use the money to go on a honeymoon instead. Like, it's a month. It was December 1st. So this is just her legitimate psychosis so there's either two things that happen here one well there's three things one her and her future husband are just legitimate entitled big pieces of shit and they don't see anything wrong in this and that they're crazy number two is that they really are so financially unresponsible that they are in big trouble and they started using the money right for whatever and now they don't have enough to have a wedding, so they're just going to use whatever's left over as a as a trip. Basically, like, well, if we don't have thirty thousand for the wedding and we only have eighteen thousand left, that's not enough to have a wedding that we want because we can't afford to pay for all the vendors. Because right now, like a month out, like checks are going to be due or shit's not coming through. And so, if they don't have the money, they're like, "Fuck it, let's just spend it all and then we'll restart again." Which again is still being a big piece of shit. Or she's so entitled and then this poor, poor, poor sap is just sitting there like letting her do whatever she wants. And if it's that other one, if there's a chance that this man, that this man is listening right now, that if this man, Edward, is listening right now, don't marry this woman. Don't do it. Because the entitlement that's inside of this is so fucking insane that could you imagine like she is just willingly willy-nilly spending $30,000 that were donated to her. And then she keeps saying like, it's not canceled. It's just going to be rescheduled. Like uh, uh, it's, it's just insane. No. And that's 100%. Like just goes to show you that some people just really are irrational, man. You can't really, you can't. And I hope that, I hope it's the, the the last one that you said, because if they're both that crazy, well, hey, at least then they're perfect for each other, you know? Yeah. Oh, here's another one. So I got more. I got more posts here. So here's another one. So she was like, after she said, please calm down, blah, 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 blah. A family member said, hey, please give me a call when you can. And then the bride writes back, why am I calling anyone? I've told you in the nicest way possible that the wedding would be rescheduled at a later date. Don't y'all have better things to do? Jesus. With a crying emoji face. And then uh, and then the guy and then whoever this unknown it family member like is. It seems like she's trying to play back, the victim all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the family member goes, no, I'm wondering what the hell is happening. Everything was fine even yesterday and now you're taking a huge sum of money and ditching. Doesn't seem right. And then here's a rich uncle. So here we go. You aren't responding to my calls or texts, so I'm just going to tell you. You are to return my more than gener- generous donation um, of $12,000 on behalf of the blank family in one week. If on eleven thirteen I do not see the money in cash in my bank account, I will be seeing y'all in court. This is unacceptable and is a betrayal towards your family members. And then the bride writes back, you're putting this on public social media. Have some freaking class. No, it's my money now. You gave it to me. I'm going through tough times, so now you want it back? That's not how donations work. So the uncle writes back, my donation was given under the fair assumption that you and Edward were to be married on December 1st and that my entire family would attend. We donated early and trusted that you respected (laughs) that. You have now broken your plans and we want our cash back now. She writes back, hey, no reason to get all lawyery on me right now. Let's think about this. You will attend my wedding for sure, just on a different date. We'd like to use the money for various undisclosed personal purposes until then. All righty. And he says, the uncle goes, that does not make me feel better. I'll be waiting to get my money ASAP. So the bride (laughs) writes, look, what difference does it make if I use the money fund now or later? If I was going to scam my family, don't you think I 
would be more sneaky about it. And the uncle just writes, I'm sorry to make you do this, but I'd like my money back now. And this is, and then now there is a also psychotic bridesmaid that is here. So first of all, if you're dating this bridesmaid, leave her too. Hey, girly, I hope you're doing okay. I only gave $200, so I don't care what you do with it, but let's just be clear. This is really all I could afford, so please enjoy. To everyone else giving her ultimatums, you please consider Pam's feelings here and just know she isn't conning anyone. She just needs to reschedule. Then the bride writes, oh, thank you. I don't know why everyone's so upset at me. Could you help me try to knock some sense into them, girl? I'm so stressed out with this right now. Then the bridesmaid write, people care way too much about their money. If you were just rescheduling, <laughs> they wouldn't be mad. And then the bride writes, exactly. This is all about the money. Greed takes over the best of us sometimes. And the bridemaid writes, I'm so sorry this happened to you. This bitch wrote, greed I'm sorry takes that you over. Took my money. No, greed takes over the best of us sometimes. Yes, exactly what you're doing. You're taking $30,000 and then rescheduling the many. So here's another one from the groom's friend. I took a week off of work, donated $100, and now you're telling me that you're going to use $30,000 fucking dollars for a honeymoon before a wedding? Are you insane? You got your lump sum, and you say hasta la vista to your family and friends? 30000 30, is financial stability and a couple of bags of crack, but after your grand honeymoon, you're going to need a few months to regain financial stability, and then the cherry on the cake you have the motherfucking Christ on a bike's audacity to request more gifts. Have I unknowingly digested any drugs? Because this is insane. And she writes, LOL, you're funny. You have the wrong idea. Actually, as long as your gift left your bank account and into mine with your own consent, how it is any of your business, how I actually spend it, spend that money. It's going to be a pre-wedding honeymoon. And then some of the extra will fund an even more extravagant wedding. So I wanted to cancel, but I am really don't even need to tell you what I'm using it for. And then. She's um, crazy. Yeah. Then the grandmother of the groom writes, please answer your phone. The bride says, I can't right now. Edward and I have a lot to deal with. The grandmother says it will take five minutes. Please answer. And the bride just said. Read my update. And then. Wow. Holy shit. This is the updates are so long, dude. Holy shit. I'm just going to have to put this this up because like she wrote another post here and the bride wrote another thing here. Everyone, I'm here to address each and every one of you. I will not be accepting calls or replying to texts or emails. Edwards and I have been bombarded with them all day long. Someone has even taken my post out of context and put me on blast on the tabloid website, Reddit, which it's not really a tabloid, but whatever. Okay. So anyways, now my name has been tarnished and left out to rot. I think I trusted you. Now I am nothing. You've whittled me away until I'm shaking with tears. Edward had to bring me to urgent care because I felt lightheaded and distraught. He was even questioned my mental state. Not fun. The bill came out to $765. Thank God you will be forced to pay for that with the money fund. Oh my God. Well, you had to spend $765 to go get your meant to because you felt lightheaded. Well, good thing you still have fucking $29,000 left, you stupid. God damn. This is, this is enraging. <laughs> says, I will need to take off an extra week off life in order to recover. I'm going to embark on, on a social media phone and internet blackout. Don't contact me. I need to put my emotional zen first. I need to fully heal from the emotional damage I've en endured as a result of this slanderous attack from my own friends and family. And you cannot can fucking foot the $2,000 bill. I don't care. Once I recover, I will decide when we all can talk in person to discuss the situation. I hope to have a wedding, but I am not sure if this trust may be rebuilt. In the meantime, please consider no fucking way. Wow. In the meantime, please consider donating to donating any spa or personal care items to my home address if you even care about me at all. We've lost close to 3k from the money fund due to medical expenses and we would like the more affluent members of the family to consider donations as a courtesy. Remember, I will be on a social media blackout starting in an hour. You can contact my fiance if you must. And then the bride's aunt on that thought, I would like my $3,500 donate 
returned and we will not be attending the new wedding event. Please return my money in full. You can do cashier's check. And then the bride's mom. No, Pam, this isn't the response we talked about. You're letting your emotions get the best of you, but I'm your mother. And if you don't answer, I'm coming over now. Let's get this sorted out, honey. And like, this is, uh, this is, I think she's just simply crazy, man. Let's just can't, can't, she has to be crazy in order to really believe that that type of behavior is acceptable. I just, I just, this guy has to be in on it or he is the softest bitch made motherfucker on earth. Could no, you he imagine? He has to be in on it, bro. He has, I, he I has hope, to be. I, it would be That's better was, if he was a big piece of shit and in on it than any other scenario that this could be. Because could. it's hard to believe that two people would be that crazy, like I was trying to say before, you know? But there's no way. You have to put your foot down sometime. You got your whole family coming at you, bro. Yeah, but people people play the victim all the time. They're like crazy people and they do crazy shit. And then they they think that they can just play the victim and that the whole world is out to get them. And oh my God, all these people are being so mean to me. They donated to me. This is my money now. It's like, she's okay, crazy. a lot of people just des- think, like she just thinks that she deserves to have like this big wedding and all these other things. So it's, I don't know. That shit is insane. But like, I couldn't imagine. Like, could you, like, you got to leave that woman. I don't give a shit. Well, like, I, I that's, this is some of the it's crazy like, shit well, I've ever read. How could you think it's okay to take that money to just go on a honeymoon? The money is there. And then you have the have audacity to tell people about all that stuff. Like, the, the see, and that's the craziest thing is that she legitimately thought that there was no issue with this. So she just straight up posed it as like, we're canceling the wedding for the winter and we're going to reschedule it later. And then, and then after that, we'll let you know when we're going to allow you guys to donate again. And like, she legitimately thinks that no one would have a problem with it, you know? Right, she thought that this was going to go smoothly. Yeah, like, hey guys, we're just going to take a honeymoon yeah. instead and then you guys donate. But you know what it is? I bet that she got that $12,000 donation from the one rich uncle that he said, just like when he was like, yo, fuck you, I was donating. And because that's what it was. It's like, if you put up a donation and you say, uh, hey guys, I really want to have a wedding, but we can't really afford it. We're not really in the space, but we're really close with all of our family. So if, if anyone wants to donate for us to do it, and then you know that there's some people in there. But I feel with that rich uncle, or maybe he's not rich, but he just felt as if he wanted to donate um, the 12 grand. But it's like he did it thinking, this is going to be for my whole side of the family. Like all my kids and my brothers and sisters, we're all coming off this 12 grand. So like, I'm going to pay into it. But like, you know, now that's covering food and drinks for the whole family. And I want to make sure that everyone has a good time. And just because they got it doesn't mean that now, like, this is something that a lot of people get when they are friends with people that have a lot of money. They just think that because they have it, like, that it's nothing to them and that they didn't work hard for it. And some people didn't work hard for it, right? So sometimes that is a scenario. But, like, they think, like, oh, well, you know, you have a lot of money, so you should just give it to me, right? Because that's what they're obviously saying is, like, what's the big deal? Like, you guys gave me the money. And it's like, no, they gave you the money for a reason. They specifically gave the money for a reason to go to this wedding. And she's just like writing it off as like, well, you know, you gave it to me. So I get to do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Like insanity. But you know, the beauty of that, man, is if we were to play black, white or other on this one, what would she say? One thousand percent. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because her husband's name is Edward and her name is Pam. I I didn't have to read the rest of this. If you were going to make me guess who Edward and Pam was, I would have said white to begin with. I feel (laughs) you. Like I would have said it just for the jump. But yeah. Yeah, man. But hey, it just goes to show you that could always be worse, man. You could be married to that bitch. 
Never. Me? Never. <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah. Me never, dog. Me never. No? Never that. Never that. I'll fucking I never that. <laughs> not even not even close. Not even close. Alright, well yes, sir. Anyways, that's all uh that's all I got for the people this week. This was a good episode. We uh, talked a lot of shit today. So uh, you got anything else you want to go over with the people? Or Nah, I'm cool, man. I'm feeling pretty good. I think I'm going to, um, pardon me. I think I'm going to switch it to tacos after the nachos. What? I think I'm going to switch to tacos. I made nachos. Oh, word. Yeah. I feel you. Well, you go enjoy that. And Taco uh, Tuesday. Oh yeah, it is Taco Tuesday, huh? Mm-hmm. Now I might have to get some tacos, man. I might have to go hit that swell taco. Swell taco, mad good. Let me see. I'm glad you didn't say. Ta- I'm glad you didn't say taco. So yeah, swell taco. Do that. Come on, man. Taco Bell, like that doesn't really count. I mean, no, like we, we I'm spoke not about the college Taco days. Bell, though, but you I'm not a. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me be. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I am not so bougie that I'm saying I'm above Taco Bell. I'm just saying if I say Taco Tuesday, I ain't talking about Taco Bell. That ain't the same thing. That's all Facts. I'm saying. Nah, I feel yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, you know, enjoy those uh, enjoy those tacos. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You know what the deal is. We put I put it in the description of the podcast, too. And uh, thank y'all for listening. That was episode 21. So have a good one. Peace, y'all.